Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app at Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning. It is 7.30 on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee along with Tom Keene, and it's about two hours away from the start of trading. Uh, maybe interesting today because we saw futures down significantly. They're pairing their losses. S&P futures now down eight points uh, as oil prices start to rise. Brent crude is now up by two-tenths, 40.93. We'll see if we get over the $41 mark. There are some company stories you'll want to know about. Burberry shares are up more than 4.5%. Speculation, the U.K.'s biggest luxury goods producer, setting up defenses against a potential takeover offer. Made a record gain in iron oil prices. via the world's biggest producer, signing an accord with Fortescue Metals Group. Could see the Brazilian company take as much as 15% minority stake in the Australian miner. And here's an interesting story. The swings in the stock market causing headaches for both Connecticut politicians and investors in the state's bonds because Connecticut lowering its estimates for personal income taxes for the current fiscal year three times in the past four months, blaming last year's stock market losses, stemming capital gains revenue, a lot of investors in Connecticut. Now let's check in with Michael Barr. We want to get the uh, latest world and national headlines, Mike. Frank, thank you very much. Democrat Hillary Clinton and Republican Donald Trump are the favorites as voters in Michigan head to the polls today for the presidential primaries. Democrats also will be voting in Mississippi. For Republicans, they will also head to the polls in Mississippi, Idaho, and Iowa and Hawaii. Donald Trump campaigned yesterday in Madison, Mississippi. Trump told the crowd he has heard from Christian leaders who say they are too intimidated to publicly endorse him. People came up to me, Mr. Trump, I love you. You're the best. You're going to be the greatest leader. You're going to be. I want to endorse you. I'm endorsing you. But I'm not allowed to do it publicly because if I do it publicly, I may lose for the church the tax exempt status. At least nine people were injured after a commuter train derailed last night in Northern California. According to the train's operator, a tree fell across the tracks and caused the derailment. Israel today refuted a White House claim that Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu surprised the Obama administration by canceling a plan to visit Washington later this month. Israel says the White House knew Netanyahu was considering not coming. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike? Thank you, Michael. Time now for the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update. Here's John Stashauer, John. All right, Mike, they are dancing in the streets of New Rochelle this morning. Iona College going back to the NCAA tournament after winning a nip and tuck affair with Monmouth in the Metro Atlantic final in Albany. 79-76. The question now is, does Monmouth get an invitation? The MAC normally does not get two teams in, but the Hawks won 27 games, including road wins at Notre Dame, Georgetown, USC, and UCLA. Hofstra hasn't been to the NCAA since Villanova's Jay Wright was the coach in 2001, had a 12-point lead in the Colonial Final in Baltimore, but the Pride lost to North Carolina Wilmington 80-73 in overtime. When word came Sunday of Maria Sharapova, major announcement, the feeling that she, like Peyton Manning, was going to retire instead. She announced she failed a drug test at the Australian Open. She awaits a suspension. Five-time Grand Slam winner says she hopes to continue playing. With the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update, I'm John Stashauer. 
Thank you, John. As we mentioned, futures continue to improve. The S&P futures now down by seven points. We'll see where that goes on the day. Of course, we've had a long winning streak for the S&P after a tough start to the year. Now we see Brent crude up by three-tenths of a percent, and West Texas has turned higher by about a tenth of a percent, 37.92. This is Bloomberg Worldwide. And this is Bloomberg Surveillance. I'm Michael McKee. Along with Tom Keene, I mentioned uh, the stock market Dow E-mini futures uh, down 57 now. That's an improvement, believe it or not, three-tenths of a percent. NASDAQ futures off by 21, half a percent. Europe is improving as well. The stock 600 pairing losses now down two points, uh, half a percent. Time now for the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report, brought to you by New Jersey Institute of Technology, partnering with government and industry to apply the university's world-class research assets to innovate and spur economic growth. Learn more at njit.edu. Here's Bob Moon. Michael, good morning. And coming up on 735 on Wall Street, here's what's making news in science, technology, engineering, and math. Cybersecurity experts are pointing to the first widespread ransomware attack on Apple computers as a sign the hacking underworld sees a lucrative target beyond the dominant Windows computer market. Researchers at Palo Alto Networks discovered the malicious software at the end of last week in the Transmission Project, a file-sharing software provider estimates 6,500 Macs have been infected. Once downloaded and installed, the bug demanded that users pay one Bitcoin to decrypt the data, or about $411 at Friday's prices. Verizon Communications was fined $1.35 million by U.S. regulators for failing to tell wireless customers about a technology that tracked them as they traveled from site to site on the Internet. The Federal Communications Commission says Verizon agrees to tell customers more about how they're tracked and to get their permission before beginning some tracking. And online retailers' early moves suggest they'll be among the first to use augmented and virtual reality. One-third of consumer goods technology executives plan to use VR, according to eMarketer. Meanwhile, 64% of consumers would like to use VR to view products virtually online. One example of how it's being used, IKEA's catalog app allows users to place virtual furniture in a room. And that's this morning's Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. Michael, maybe someday you can, the virtual you, can ride to work right next to your listeners. Huh? It'd be nice if the virtual me could do my job and I could stay home. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Bob Moon, thank you very much. Well, here's a statistic. It's International Women's Day. Here's a statistic from Harvard University. Although nearly equal numbers of American men and women now go into medicine and law, and more women than men graduate from college and graduate school, Women still make up only 4% of Fortune 500 CEOs, 19% of Congress, and they, they still make less uh, per dollar than men. We have Iris Bonnet with us from Harvard's Kennedy School, a professor of public policy, who is the author of a new book, What Works? Gender Equality by uh, Design. Uh, Iris uh, Bonnet, uh, what works. Your argument is that we need to go beyond hoping people change their attitudes. That's exactly right. I am arguing that we should stop trying to debias mindsets and debias organizations and how we do things more generally. How do you do that? Take the example of orchestras. Many of the major symphony orchestras introduced curtains in the 1970s and had musicians audition behind curtains. And what they found was that that increased the likelihood that women would make the cut by about 50 percentage points. 
In the 70s, we had about 5% female musicians on major symphony orchestras. Today, that fraction is almost 40%. So screen is a behavioral intervention, a design change that doesn't change mindsets, but changes how we evaluate people. How, I have to work with somebody. I have to sit next to somebody. I have to deal with somebody. How do I screen without knowing their gender? So many, increasing, actually, an increasing number of organizations now do blind evaluations, at least in the first round of evaluations. And software helps companies do that. So certainly early on in the screening process, we can easily do that. But the screen really is more of a metaphor than an actual thing that everyone should go through the whole interview process. But there's lots we can do during that stage as well. So for example, sadly enough, Interpersonal interviews are very bad predictors of future performance. Well, uh, that may be true, but I'm still going to want to meet with a person to understand what kind of person they are and whether or not I will like working with them. That's exactly right. So what you should do is couple the interview with two things. One, you should ideally have a work sample test. That is the best predictor of future performance. And secondly, instead of using an unstructured interview, you should force yourself, retie yourself to the mast and use a structured interview where you ask a candidate to save the same five questions. Now, how, uh, how else can we get more women into higher level positions, not just into the company? Yeah, that's an excellent question because, as you rightly point out, where we t- typically see the gaps is in promotion, not so much at the entry level. So it's not so much a pipeline problem anymore, at least in many disciplines, not in all, but in many disciplines. And so for promotions, there are two low-hanging fruit that I would recommend every company think about. The first one is for performance appraisals. Think hard about how you use potential when you evaluate your employees. That's where we typically see gender bias creep in because performance is more easily measurable. And another low-hanging fruit that many companies could do away with is sharing employee self-evaluations with their supervisors. These numbers, self-rankings or self-ratings, will affect a manager's evaluation of the employee. And if women are less self-confident than men, that will bias a manager's evaluations. Iris Bonet from uh, Harvard's Kennedy School. The book is called What Works? Gender Equality by Design. A very important work on International Women's Day. A very important work any day. We don't want to just confine it to that. So thank you for joining us today here on Bloomberg Surveillance. Well, we are watching what works in the markets not work today. The S&P's winning streak uh, in danger of stopping as we watch futures uh, once again deteriorate, now down nine points, four-tenths of a percent. This is Bloomberg Surveillance on Bloomberg Radio Worldwide. We're counting you down to the opening bell brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary 4x4 capability. Drive one at your local Jeep dealer today.